Hey everyone and welcome to my A to Z of musicals and this episode we're going to look at all things beginning with the letter D. So let's move on. In the words of Barbara Streisand in Yentl, there are moments you remember all your life. This is one of those moments. Well, that might seem a bit dramatic, but I absolutely will never forget Amber Riley singing and I am telling you I'm not going at the Savoy Theatre when she was taking the role of Effie White in Dreamgirls. So our next show that we're going to talk about is Dreamgirls. Well, Amber Riley, first of all, Wow, what an incredible performance. Um, I saw this production in April 2017 and the final song of Act One is And I'm Telling You I'm Not Going. And something incredible happened in the theatre and I, I think it happened every night from what I can gather. But Amber Riley sang this song and... I think it's the only time I remember this happening in uh, in any theatre production that I've seen where the audience collectively leapt to their feet to give a standing ovation and the song hadn't even finished. It was unbelievable, the power in this girl's voice. Uh, now, I, of course, knew Amber Riley from Glee and... I'm not ashamed to say that I absolutely loved that show, certainly in the first few years of it. She played Mercedes Jones from the start of Glee in 2009 right through to when it finished in 2015. And actually, I went to see Glee in concert in Manchester in June of 2011. In fact, it was my birthday week so it was a birthday treat for me that year. And uh, and Amber Riley was brilliant in that in that show, in that concert, uh, as they all were, to be honest. I just was in Seventh Heaven watching Glee in concert. Um, but Amber Riley went on then to, to lead this show in the West End. It was her West End debut. And she won the Laurence Olivier Award for Best Actress in a Musical for 2017. Wow, how great is that? This production was directed and choreographed by Casey Nicolor, and actually I saw him in a very small regional theatre production of The Bells Are Ringing when I was living uh, just outside Detroit in Michigan way back in 1991, and it's fabulous to know that he's gone on to great things and uh, most recently of course is linked with The Prom. The original production of Dreamgirls opened on Broadway on the 20th of December 1981 and it ran for four years and uh, its music is written by Henry Krieger, lyrics and book by Tom Ian and it's the story of a young female singing group uh, a trio from Chicago, and Jennifer Holliday was in the original cast of Dreamgirls. And of course, she's so synonymous with 
and I'm telling you I'm not going. In fact, the song, she took the song to number one in the charts in 1982. The show was nominated for 13 Tonys and actually won six of them. And uh, it was directed and choreographed by the legend that is Michael Bennett, who of course is so famous for his work with A Chorus Line. In 2006, Dreamgirls was made into a film with Beyonce and Eddie Murphy, Jamie Foxx, the wonderful Jennifer Hudson who played Effie and she actually uh, won the Best Supporting Actress Award at the Oscars that year. Uh, the film was nominated um, and won two awards and it also had in the cast Anika Nonny Rose and that's my favourite little Disney link as uh, she did the voice of Tiana in The Princess and the Frog. It's really great to know actually that there is going to be a touring production of Dreamgirls in the UK later in 2021 and the part of Effie White will be played by Nicole Raquel Dennis and Nicole Raquel has been taking a lead role in Dear Evan Hansen in the West End, playing the part of Alana and doing a fantastic job. So good luck to her and good luck to the tour of Dreamgirls. My mum absolutely loved watching Doris Day in anything. And I can remember as a young child watching Calamity Jane with her and my mum was laughing and singing along and just loving it. And I remember her telling me about how she, as a young teenager, went to the cinema to watch this fabulous film. And she went again to see it because she loved the scene where Doris Day, all dressed up looking beautiful for the first time in the film, goes off and falls in the creek and comes back absolutely covered from head to toe in mud. And uh, it just makes me smile now. I watched this film again only last week and it is such a brilliant scene. And the laugh, Doris Day has that wonderful kind of almost a snorty laugh. And uh, it just brings great joy. And I can see why my mum loved it so much. And I think that's one of the reasons why Doris Day has remained, even to this day, as one of my favourite people to watch because she just shines and is full of joy and happiness and beauty. I think it's fair to say that I would call Doris Day a musical legend, um, mainly because of her roles in musical films, but also her recordings. She made 29 studio albums and she started out her career um, as a big band singer, her first hit song was Sentimental Journey in 1945, which went to number one in the, in the charts. And then she started her 20-year film career, which was not especially long for an actress, from 1948 to 1968. What was really wonderful about the films that Doris Day made is the wide range and the versatility that she showed as an actress. Her first film was Romance on the High Seas, 
but it led to amazing performances such as Love Me or Leave Me, the 1955 biopic of Ruth Etting, a really dramatic role, or The Man Who Knew Too Much, the Alfred Hitchcock film in 1965, and that's when we first came across the song Que Sera, Sera, Whatever Will Be, Will Be. Um, for me, her comedies with Rock Hudson, especially Pillow Talk, where she was actually nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actress. and uh, But of course, the film for me that will always be Doris Day's greatest performance was the 1953 film Calamity Jane. And this, to me, is just a joyful film. I watched it only recently and... Everything about this film is just sparkles with um, joy and, and fun. And she starred with Howard Keel. Uh, and they did release a Columbia Records soundtrack of sorts in 1953. But it was actually... Only four of the songs were actually taken from the film's soundtrack. And the rest were recorded especially for this album. And you can still get this. I have it now on CD with um, songs also from The Pajama Game. But it isn't a full soundtrack recording. In fact, on this recording, she sings, "'Tis Harry I'm Planning to Marry, but in the film that was sung by a different character. The music from this film was written by Sammy Fain and Paul Francis Webster, and probably the most famous song of all, would be Secret Love, which again, um, Doris Day managed to get to number one in the charts in 1953. And uh, the song won an Academy Award for Best Original Song that year. But Doris Day declined singing this at the Oscar ceremony um, because she was anxious about singing in front of so many people. A musical that I have really enjoyed getting to know in recent years is Death Takes a Holiday with music and lyrics by the incredible Maury Yeston. And we will be hearing more about him when we get to the letter Y in the alphabet. But for now, I just want to talk about Death Takes a Holiday. And this is based on a 1924 play called La Morte in Vacanza. And... The play set in northern Italy in 1921 and the central conceit of the show is that death is exhausted after the end of the First World War and needs a break and uh, hence the idea of death takes a holiday or a vacation. This is a really beautifully romantic story because the idea is then that death decides to become human after seeing the face of Grazia. And uh, it is a passionate love story. It's absolutely gorgeous. I came across this uh, show through a production at the Charing Cross Theatre, just off the West End in London, back in February of 2017. And it was an absolutely gorgeous production with Zoe Duano playing Grazia. And one of my favourite West End men is James Gant. He played the parts of Death and the Prince. Interestingly, I have seen James Gant in a number of other things. I saw him actually at the Queen's Theatre in Les Miserables, 
when he went on as Javert, and he really was fantastic. But I've also seen him in Grand Hotel and in Titanic, which are both shows by Maury Yeston. As well as being a popular play going on to Broadway, Death Takes a Holiday became a film in 1934, starring Frederick March and Evelyn Venable. And those of you that have good Hollywood film knowledge will know that Frederick March went on to star in the first film version of A Star Is Born in 1937. That wasn't a musical version at the time, um, although it went on subsequently to have three musical versions made. Death Takes a Holiday lead female, Evelyn Venable, was the voice of the Blue Fairy in Disney's Pinocchio in 1940. And interestingly, it was also the original model for the personification of Columbia. At the beginning of all the Columbia picture films, the logo, the female logo, was modelled by Evelyn Venable. It was 2011 when the musical got its first big break and it was an off-Broadway production and there is an absolutely beautiful cast recording available with Jill Pace in the role of Grazia and also the phenomenal Rebecca Luca who very sadly we lost in December 2020. Rebecca Luca originated some great roles on Broadway including uh, Lily in The Secret Garden and the Broadway production of Mary Poppins as Mrs Banks. I really love the opening line to the first song in Death Takes a Holiday when Grazia sings, in the middle of your life, anything can happen. And that's exactly what happens in this show. And for those of you that don't know it, it's really worth finding it. Enjoy. Our next show is Dear World, and this started life back in February of 1969 on Broadway with music and lyrics by the fabulous Jerry Herman. And at the time that the show started, Jerry Herman became the first composer and lyricist to have three productions running simultaneously on Broadway, Hello Dolly, Mame, and Dear World. What an achievement. Dear World was less successful, certainly, and has been called a problem show. But there are so many wonderful qualities and attributes to this show. It originally started life as a play um, called The Mad Woman of Chio, and it's set in Paris. And the play, interestingly, Jerry Herman starred in a production of this when he himself was at college. And that's why that show and that story remained with him. And after the success of Mame and Hello Dolly, he was at a stage in his career where he wanted to try something a little bit different. And he kept thinking about this play and he was looking back through some old photographs and found pictures of himself in this show and that's what helped him to move forward with the idea. Uh, he used Jerome Lawrence and Robert E. Lee 
to write the book. And they had already worked with Jerry Herman uh, in adapting Anti-Mame into Mame the Musical in 1956. They also uh, adapted Inherit the Wind on Broadway in 1955, that fantastic play. The wonderful Angela Lansbury played the part of the eccentric Countess Aurelia and won her second Tony Award for Best Actress in a Musical. And she was joined by Jane Connell, the great comedic actress who starred again with Angela Lansbury in the stage adaptation of Mame and then also in the film version with Lucille Ball in 1974. And uh, they were joined by the Tony Award winning actor Milo O'Shea uh, who played the Sewerman, and he had a, a great career including playing Alfred Doolittle in My Fair Lady in a later revival in California and on Broadway. The cast recording, the original Broadway cast recording is wonderful and I particularly enjoy the overture which I've actually made a playlist um, of overtures from uh, Broadway and, and West End musicals and I love to play um, just to hear the, those fabulous overtures and this is one of my favourites. There have been several revisions and new productions over the years including in 2000 a production with the wonderful Sally Ann Howes but it was actually 44 years before Dear World came to the West End and in fact it was a UK premiere at the Charing Cross Theatre in London and that was in February of 2013. And this production was directed and choreographed by the phenomenally talented Gillian Lynn, who, of course, had choreographed Phantom of the Opera and originally the production of Cats, which she's so famous for. It was wonderful when the New London Theatre, which had been the home of Cats originally, was renamed the Gillian Lynn Theatre shortly before she passed away a few years ago. The production at the Charing Cross Theatre of Dear World starred the wonderful Betty Buckley and I talked about her in our A to Z Letter B episode so you can find that if you're interested. She was joined by Paul Nicholas and I didn't get to see that. I would have loved to have seen that production actually and uh, so I still have to to see this show one day and hopefully that won't be too far away. My next musical theatre performer is the wonderful Killian Donnelly and he is an Irish tenor with an absolutely beautiful voice and Killian is a stalwart of Les Miserables. He's been involved in that show for a long time and actually has performed lots of different roles including Enjolras, Javert, he was Kufferak in the 25th anniversary concert and he was Comfère in the Les Miserables film in 2012 and ultimately he went on to be Jean Valjean 
and I actually went to see him as Jean Valjean when the show was on tour uh, in 2018 and he just was brilliant and moved me to tears when he sang Bring, Bring Him Home. Uh, Killian has also played huge parts on uh, in the West End, including um, Raoul in The Phantom of the Opera. And then most recently, just before lockdown, he started the UK tour of Phantom of the Opera as the Phantom. Unfortunately, uh, because of the current situation, the show had to close. But it has been confirmed that he will reprise the role of the Phantom in the West End when the theatres reopen, hopefully this summer. And uh, you can see Killian actually in the filmed uh, version of the West End production of Kinky Boots, which was filmed at the Adelphi Theatre. And Killian played the part of Charlie Price with the wonderful Matt Henry and Amy Lennox in the cast as well. And he was actually nominated for Best Actor Award and Best Actor in a Musical Award at the Olivier's for that role. Um, and he was also nominated for Best Actor in a Musical Olivier for the part of Huey in Memphis in the West End um, original production at the Shaftesbury Theatre of Memphis with Beverly Knight as Felicia. I'm sure that if I said to you, this is going to be a good day and here's why, that many of you would recognise that immediately from the musical phenomenon Dear Evan Hansen. And this show was created by Justin Paul and Benj Pasek and they have had the most incredible rise to fame in recent years. Just a few of their works include The Greatest Showman, La La Land, Dogfight, and we'll be hearing about them later in the A to Z of musicals. I want to talk about Ben Platt. Ben Platt originated the role of Evan Hansen in the Broadway production in 2016 and he won Best Actor in a Musical Tony Award that year. Uh, he had a great list of, of shows that he'd already performed in by this point. As a young child, he was in a production of The Music Man at the Hollywood Bowl where he played Winthrop Peru. He'd also played Patrick Dennis in Mame and Friedrich in The Sound of Music. And uh, he toured around the United States as Elder Cunningham in Book of Mormon. He was a busy young man and I knew him, first of all, from his performance in the two films, Pitch Perfect and Pitch Perfect 2, when he just caught everybody's eye as a really lovely young performer. So his success is really well deserved and uh, it's great to know that actually Ben Platt is going to reprise the role of Dear Evan Hansen in the film version which has been announced and actually uh, should hopefully be being released later this year. And Ben Platt will be joined by the incredible actress Julianne Moore 
and the fabulous Amy Adams. And of course, we know Amy Adams has a musical pedigree. She actually started as a dancer in dinner theatre and did productions like A Chorus Line and Anything Goes, and she starred in uh, stage productions of Brigadoon. Her biggest musical role to date would, I think, be Giselle in the Disney film Enchanted, which she is also reprising uh, soon in the sequel Disenchanted, which I cannot wait to see. Uh, I think Amy Adams is an absolute gem. Um, ben Platt has also started filming for the production of Merrily We Roll Along. And uh, what's interesting about this film is that it's going to be shot over a 20-year period. And uh, those of you that know Merrily We Roll Along know that the story is told backwards. And actually, that will be a, a feature when I get to the letter M in the A to Z of musicals. But Ben will be playing um, in that film with Beanie Feldstein and Blake Jenner. The West End production of Dear Evan Hansen started in 2019 and I was very fortunate to be able to see this twice actually before lockdown. Uh, the first time I saw Marcus Harmon as Evan Hansen and the second time I saw Olivier award-winning Sam Tutty in the role. And this was a great production and it really is extremely emotional and moving. The story of a high school student who's really struggling with social anxiety and it taps into this world of social media that is creating so much energy and positivity but also negativity for young teens. Um, the cast of the West End production includes the fantastic Rebecca McInnes and the wonderful Lauren Ward and Nicole Raquel Dennis as Alana and it's definitely a show that I want to see again once theatres reopen. My next musical creative is Al Dubin and you may not recognise his name, but you will certainly know many of the songs that he wrote with his collaborator, Harry Warren. Harry Warren wrote the music and Al Dubin wrote the lyrics for some incredible songs. And they worked together mostly during the uh, 1920s and 30s at the Warner Brothers Studios and they worked on films like 42nd Street, that classic film with Dick Powell and Ruby Keeler and choreography by the amazing Busby Berkeley. And in that uh, film, of course, was the song uh, 42nd Street and Shuffle Off to Buffalo. I find myself saying Shuffle Off to Buffalo most days, actually, as I'm in the kitchen. Uh, they worked on Gold Diggers of 1933 and 1935, which included the, the amazing Lullaby of Broadway, which actually won an Academy Award in 1936 for Best Original Song. And many of the songs that um, Dubin and Warren were famous for were actually incorporated into the 1980 
stage version of 42nd Street that was uh, produced by David Marrick and Gower Champion. And sadly, her, um, Al Dubin died when he was only 53. So by the time the stage show came around, he was not around to appreciate and enjoy it. But it's a great legacy that he left. So when you shuffle off to Buffalo uh, and tap across your kitchen or tiptoe through the tulips, another of his famous songs, then try and remember Al Dubin. Our final musical today is The Drowsy Chaperone, a musical within a comedy. And this opened on Broadway in 2006. It actually debuted back in 1998 in Toronto and it took a good few years for it to find its proper place on Broadway. And this show was, quote, pure bliss, unquote. It's a hilarious, riotous comedy and music and lyrics by Lisa Lambert and Greg Morrison with a book by Bob Martin and Don McKellar. And Bob Martin actually played the part of Man in Chair, who acts as a kind of guide throughout this show. And um, this show was a really big success on Broadway. It won five Tony Awards and uh, it starred Danny Burstein and Sutton Foster and Beth Level. And there is a wonderful original Broadway cast recording, which you must listen to if you haven't. And interestingly enough, the show was directed and choreographed by Casey Nicolor, who we've already heard about today. Um, he has had some great successes in the world of musical theatre. There are some fabulous songs in this show. Stumble Along just makes me laugh. Show Off, uh, sung by Sutton Foster, absolutely gorgeous. And it is a riotous comedy, a show within a show, a, a celebration of musicals and all things musical theatre. And it had a, a transfer to the West End in 2007, but unfortunately that didn't run for very long. It had fewer than 100 performances, in spite of it having... Uh, West End royalty, Elaine Page in the production and John Partridge and Summer Strallen, great musical theatre performers. It did win Best New Musical at the Olivier Awards that year, but it wasn't a great success. And that's such a shame because this is a funny, funny, witty show. And uh, I really hope that we get to see another production of it very soon. And here we are at the end of our episode. So as always, I like to think about who have we missed today? Well, there are plenty of D's. Deanna Durbin and uh, Dan Daly, Tay Diggs, Sandy Duncan and Janie D. Those amazing performers um, and creatives like Agnes DeMille. Mindy Dickstein, the lyricist from Little Women, which we'll talk about later in the alphabet. And shows like Do I Hear a Waltz, the only 
musical with music by Richard Rogers and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim. Well, we don't have time for all of those today, but there'll be plenty more as we journey through the rest of the alphabet. So until next time, have a Doris day. Bye.